I was going to try and stick a teaspoon to your nose. I was going to try and stick a tea, teaspoon to my nose. <laughs> and all it, what it is about well, whenever I'm near a teaspoon, I always think if I blow on that and hot blow, would that stick to my nose? Uh, being that you have now teased that to myself and the entire audience of this podcast, I yeah. think you need to do it right now. What would it be like though if I just said, actually, I'm not going to bother? What a winder! What a winder! <laughs> I'd be disappointed. I guarantee, though, right? People listening right now, I've decided I'm not going to do it. You'll, you'll be thinking about this for an entire day until the next podcast. What it, I'm going to do? I'm not going to do it now. You're seriously not going to do it? No, I'm going to wait until the. Tom- if you listen tomorrow, tomorrow's podcast, I'll do it then. But I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to keep you all waiting. That's really irritating, isn't it? I'm annoyed by myself, but it's delayed gratification, which is really similar to delayed gratification. It's <laughs> a new thing I've invented. <laughs> So, no, I'm not going to do this. You wait. I'll see you tomorrow. He's literally gone. Here's the podcast. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Bush and Richie here. This is our Hometime Show. Absolute Radio on a Monday night with the Stereophonics. Ten minutes past four right now. If you're into your football, it was a very dramatic end to the Premier League season yesterday. Uh, congratulations to Manchester City. Well done. Could have been Liverpool as oh. well. Oh. Uh, but I was watching on uh, on Sky Sports as a, as a neutral in this case and saw something fantastic. This, this moves away from the world of sports, from the world of football. It transcends all that and becomes a fantastic idea. Okay. Sky Sports was saying if you press the red button, you could choose to watch on the same screen... Brighton versus City or Liverpool versus Wolves. Are you talking vision in vision or something different? No, no, no. Side by side. Split screen. You're not having sort of like one channel is absolutely massive with a small little, you know, corner showing the other channel. Much like you're on a FaceTime or something like that. That's like just waiting for the ads to finish on a different channel, isn't it? You you can't watch the other screen. No, I'm talking full on split screen. And I thought to myself, this is a great idea. This would this would save the marriage rate of the UK, I think. Yes. If you had the chance to press the red button, for example, yeah. and then one half of the screen is Channel 5's Britain's Greatest Bridges, and then the other side is RuPaul's Drag Race, or whatever it's it chooses to be. your own household right there. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm chucking out some examples there that are pertinent to me. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Why are the likes of Samsung and LG and all this kind of thing not... Going down that as as like the next the next thing for TV is well, brilliant. Firstly, from a crash footballing perspective, I would love this uh, idea because yesterday, and this is really bad, I uh, flipped over to the channel with Liverpool game on just to rewind it so I could hear their crowds exhale air when <laughs> City had got back in the lead, which is wrong of me, but I had to do it. Secondly, my other half, Katie, won't let us watch anything that's violent or has got blood in it while she's having a tea. So that would work in your house. So I could just watch one side of it. She could watch... She's watching this thing at the moment called 90 Day Fiancé on the TLC Sounds channel. horrendous. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but she can watch that and I can finally get round to watching... What's the thing everyone was watching that had H in it, whatever? Line of Duty. Oh, Line of Duty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even watched it yet. There you go. We're always seen to be having our tea and it's too gory. So, Perfect not the tea, though. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Very excited by my new invention of split-screen TVs. After Sky Sports with the red button functionality yesterday, we're giving you the choice of whether you watch City or whether you watch Liverpool, where you can have it on the same screen. Yeah. I think you could do that with all sorts of TV shows now. Although Mike tweets and says split-screen TVs were available back in 2000. There must be a reason why they're not made 
fade now. I'm sorry, Mike, it's easy to just put a tweet out like that. I think somebody calls that fake news. I would have remembered that if that was a thing. Joy, if you if you talk about any invention, there's always someone texting something that's been around for years. Exactly. You come up with anything. I disagree. I disagree with Mike Pete. You can come up with a, a hat that fires a laser and changes the channel if you're in a different room. Mike with a text that, yeah. That's been around for six months, mate. Uh, interesting text into the show. And if you want to get in touch tonight, we'd love to hear from you. Abby and Bolton's been on. She says, guys, how would the sound work on split screen? Good point, that. Allow me to let you into what happens, if he doesn't mind, in Pete Donaldson's parents' house in Hartlepool, and he's told me about it a couple of times before, and I love it, his mum and dad can't um, agree on what volume to watch the telly on, mm-hmm. so they have a pair of Bluetooth headphones each, Great. and they sit there and watch the TV with their own volume levels at a level which is better for them. So I'm presuming then with this split-screen idea, you just simply tune into your particular side of the telly with your Bluetooth headphones. I mean, people are obviously asking that question without thinking that I'd already thought of, of that as a problem. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you might, might be right in thinking that the amount of kit that you're going to need in terms of overheads is growing by the minute. It is, but it'll be worth it in the end. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Split screen TV, you could have the big Absolute Radio logo listening to this yeah. show and have pointless on the other side or something rather. Like you just checked into a hotel. Split screen TV, it's my new technological breakthrough. This could be your last day if this takes <laughs> off, couldn't it? It could be. Uh, Sky Sports will be gutted. They didn't press ahead with it after yesterday's developments of the Liverpool game and the City game. Both on the same screen. Yeah. Uh, Fraser says, I used to work for Sony. They had TVs out in 1998 that did split screen. That is uh, over 20 years ago. Says it's a terrible feature. I've, I, I went to, I spent a lot of time going in and out of uh, electronic shops. It's my haven if I'm bored and we're doing the big shop. I'll hang out in the electronic section of Sainsbury's or Tesco just for a bit if we're doing a big shop. I've never seen a split-screen telly. Thank you for backing me up. Have you ever seen a split-screen telly? Dave goes on to say Xbox has split-screen. You can play games one side, watch TV the other. You choose what side is the main side for the sound. That'd be awful. So imagine some sort of... Uh, Sort of gruesome, gruesome game. Someone's watching Antiques Roadshow on the right-hand side and you're chainsawing your opponent <laughs> in Gears of War. It's just not cricket. And more on this, Adam in Liverpool says Bush and Ritchie back to the future too had split screens and that was 1989. Granted, that was the future, but only 2015. You've been beaten to it, unfortunately. Again. And listen to this one. It would work marvellously on your radio show because we could still listen to the great music you play without the inane babble. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Allow me to ask you a question, if I may. Have you ever been trapped at a junction? Trapped at a junction? Explain. Stuck at a junction. Unable to get out. In the car, you can't get out of a junction. And you, and you are there for so long, you start to panic that you might be there forever. I it, know the feeling. You, know, you remember that Tom Hanks movie where he's in an airport? <laughs> But you, like that, but at a junction. Maybe you're just in ripped underpants and then local news you're on every night because you still can't get out of that junction. I think there's more of a movie in the airport uh, scenario than there is not being able to get out of a junction. Imagine that, though. I, I'd go and watch that about this bloke <laughs> who got trapped at a junction for two years. That's how I felt when I was trying to get out. I got stuck at this... Um, there's a garage uh, by the side of the Essex Arterial Road, which is a dual carriageway, quite a fast dual carriageway. Right. Uh, and there's a garage you can go to on the way out of Leon Sea that's just round the bend, so the car 
cars will come around the bend quite quickly. But you've got to do this kind of um, a takeoff, a little bit like a Harrier jump jet going <laughs> off the edge of an aircraft carrier. So you've got to get you've got to get to speed quite quickly. Uh, stopped there to refuel on the way over to go into London, and I couldn't get out. I could not get out of the garage. Luckily, there was no one behind me uh, because if anyone had, like, you know, like a, a guy in, like, a Range Rover had pulled up, I'd have absolutely lost it because, like, you know, you've got people behind you, it's even more pressure. But I thought, I do wonder whether... What's the longest you've ever been trapped at a junction? I was there for nearly 10 minutes. 15, 10 minutes? It felt like I was there for an eternity. I'm not going to laugh at you too much. I do remember when we were on our fish and chip shop tour only oh, a, yes. a few weeks ago. <laughs> and as we left Edinburgh in our uh, our big pickup truck... Our boat. Uh, a vehicle I wasn't familiar with driving. We were trying to pull out of this T-junction. You were I'm the first to drive it as well, I fair was. play to you. And I could not turn out of this junction turning right. So we actually turned left, away from the way we were going, yeah. and drove a mile up the road to a roundabout, just to come back down. So We couldn't make eye contact with you for a little no. bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what, go, what goes on on tour stays on tour. I felt like I should hand in my driving licence, though. It was shameful. Well, me, I felt bad as well. I thought, this is, this is nearly 15 minutes of being so indecisive and so unable to get out of junction. Maybe I should hand back my driving licence. Maybe, maybe you get issued with a green pee. Yes. You know, the little... I don't even know what that, that sign means, but maybe you have to wear that as, like, a, some form of a, a fine. A badge of shame. Yeah, a little badge of shame for a couple of weeks. And lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Talking about the moment, uh, if you had a bit of a nightmare trying to get out of a junction, I got stuck at a junction in uh, Leon C for ages, thought I'd be there for the rest of my natural life. And sometimes you can have these moments when you let yourself down driving. Uh, Leanne in Tunbridge Wells says, taking my driving test and waiting to turn right from a junction back onto a main road, I spent about five minutes waiting for traffic coming both sides. Started having an internal panic, wondering when the examiner will fail me on hesitation. Finally, an opportunity arises when the next car on my right is indicating to come into the road. I'm des- desperately trying to get out of. Go on, Leanne. Nothing coming on my left, so I start to go for it. Then yes. out of nowhere, the car behind the turning car starts to overtake directly into my path. Oh. Slam on the brakes from the examiner, and I fail. And to this day, I hate that overtaking car. I hate that overtaking car on your behalf. That's the problem isn't it? You can lose all confidence. But someone suggested about getting a badge of shame. We might be onto something here. Rather than any form of, like, a ban or a fine, why don't we have kind of knockabout fun, the green pea? Yep. You can get stuck to the car, then if you do something that you let yourself down. So you get a green pea or, you know, badge of shame for uh, stalling. Definitely. Quite bad. Uh, crunchy, you know when a gear doesn't get in? Yeah. And for some reason, whenever... Uh, it must be a dad-based thing, but if I ever see anyone can't crunch and get their gear in, I always go, oof. <laughs> a little roll of the eye, oof. <laughs> or uh, if, what about you get a green pee uh, as a penalty point for if you try and do parallel parking, but then bail on it and then drive around and go and park somewhere oh, else? Or even bailing once. Bail once. That's a shame. Once and then you're out. Anything else you can suggest for a driving penalty badge? 8, 12, 15. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. That's the no-repeat guarantee done. A fresh one starting tomorrow morning at nine on The Breakfast Show. Ben Burrell looking after things whilst Dave Berry's off. Absolute Radio, it's home time. It's Bush and Ritchie. We've got the Absolute Radio 90s on the way after five. Uh, so we've just deviated into this idea about having maybe p- penalty badges for if you do bad driving. <laughs> 
Funnily enough, just the green pea. Still don't 100% know what the green pea badge is, but you get one of those if you do rubbish driving. We've had some suggestions in what they could be issued for. Andy says you should get a pea punishment badge. Oh, there you go. For stopping at an island when there's no traffic. Fair play. And Michelle in Surbiton says, Bush and Ritchie, people who drive close enough to the barrier in car parks and have to open the car... Oh, sorry. <laughs> they don't drive... People who can't drive close enough to the barrier in car parks and have to open the car for you to put the ticket in definitely deserve Agreed. a green pea. Agreed, that irritates me so much. Taxi to the curb. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. If it wasn't for the birthday last week, uh, making me beginning to feel old, uh, mm. then my eldest daughter uh, starting her GCSEs today uh, was another one to put right up there. Blimey, that's like proper grown-up, isn't it? It is proper grown-up, as I keep telling her. Uh, but um, that is that is a unique time in your life, isn't it? The exams. Well, it's. I would say, mo- obviously, most people have had a test or an exam uh, at some point in their lives and it's such an unusual thing to what you're used to it does stay with you I think forever yeah because uh, you you can have these one-off exams at later points in your life but to have sort of like that that really concentrated sort of two three four weeks of your life where you know every other day or so you're just sitting in a hall doing an exam yeah those those unique worries as as you sit down and you turn over the first page hoping for a, a friendly first question and you you sat there for three hours and you experienced the pain of writing for three hours and think I'm never going to be able to write another word and you're looking around and looking at your mates as you finish 20 minutes early and everyone else is still writing and you're thinking am I clever or have I made a mess of this? Have I missed one? And the only time in your life generally that you'll come across the term invigilator. When else do you see an invigilator? They need a suit of armour really those guys. (laughs) I used to find as well with exams uh, although you're supposed to be really focused you used to have moments of incredible absent-mindedness so you'd look out the window and watch a crow shuffle along the fence or, or watch a crisp bag float around. You just think, oh, man, I'm supposed to be concentrating on one of the most important exams of my life here. What's going on? When I go back to my GCSEs in my mind, I can remember one thing about uh, about sort of three or four exams in when you're, you're beginning to relax. And on the way to school that day, I'd picked up a copy of, I think, like 90 Minutes or Shoot magazine. Mm-hmm. But anyway, on the front of that magazine that morning uh, came a free box of mint breath fresheners and I thought oh that'd be good for the exam take those in brilliant uh, and they'd all gone within about the first 35 minutes nervous eating nervous That's eating nervous eating an hour later I'm desperately needing the toilet <laughs> I hadn't read properly that on the side it said if you eat too many at once, they, they work as a laxative. Not what you want oh in the middle my. of a three-hour exam. But at least when the invigilator came with me to the toilets, there was, there was no doubt that I wasn't cheating. Well, there's an exam he'll never forget <laughs> it in a hurry, that's for sure. But this, I mean, if I was the invigilator, I'd have just presumed you you were one of those kids that had hidden something somewhere, maybe further than anyone else would have gone to, just to get some extra science. Sadly, the discomfort I, I was in made it pretty obvious I was not that kid. What a wonderful story that is, <laughs> Richie. I appreciate that, if anyone's having their tea. But we are after, we are, we are after your exam stories this evening. I think back to those, those that era of wonderment. Yeah. 
the kind of sepia tone, the soft focus of history. Think back to, you know, like the other stuff that always used to happen with exams, like there was always a kid that used to come in and ask you if you'd re- revise certain things. Always that kid. Last minute, have you revised it, kid? Giving you paranoia because yeah. you hadn't. There was the finished early kid, that you, the couple of rows down. You think, <laughs> yeah. why, why is he fin- he's finished so soon? Generally me. Jared has finished incredibly early. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Very much exam time. Exams underway. We're after you sharing your exam memories today. I can remember being in an exam, this text says, 8, 12, 15. I did an almighty sneeze out of the blue, sparking giggles from the other kids and dirty looks from the teachers. I caught a handful of it in the process and was too scared to put my hand up to ask for help, so sat through the rest of my exam with a handful of snot. That is so gross. That's disgusting. It's got to go down the side of the trousers, surely. (laughs) That's what they're for. Uh, Matt Pope says, a dog sat by me for the entire exam, not my dog, and wouldn't move. Also, what? Also, the same exam period, one of the PE teachers knocked over my desk in the middle of the exam. Matt's currently having one of the weirdest exam <laughs> memories I've ever heard of in my life. And Tracy Fisher says, guys, I finished an exam early, so I decided to get my knitting out and do some more of the jumper I was making. Uh, the invigilators had a quick chat and decided there were no rules against it, so they let me crack on. On invigilators, wow. this from Debbie, she's claiming... Invigilators play pupil bingo. They will meet at the front of the hall and one will say, go to the one most likely to get a police record before their 20th birthday. That's unbelievable. That's outrageous, Debbie. They are sat there, though, for ages. You'd have to come up with some form of a game. <laughs> that actually sounds quite good. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. The mysterious invigilator Joe says we used to play invigilator chicken. You'd walk towards each other and the first one to move out the way loses. I can't believe when you're having one of the most important, like, really, really pressured couple of hours of your life, there's teachers mucking about to stay awake. I can believe it. Unbelievable. (laughs) Katie says, my dad was a history A-level examiner for many years. Candidates would often write notes in the margin asking for his sympathy if they're having a bad day. They didn't know the answer or had whatever stuff going on. My favourite was the boy who, in response to a question about Stalin's foreign policy, wrote, dear examiner, I don't know the answer, but I have drawn a picture of Stalin meeting Alan Shearer. (laughs) Love that. It's worth the extra points, surely. Uh, Sabrina says, I sat five three-hour exams for my qualifications. Results were held in investigation for cheating. My handwriting had changed styles so many times throughout the exams. We talked earlier about, I I could barely write these days. You end up with like a mitt, don't you? You do. Your muscle freezes up. Says, my handwriting changed styles so many times they thought someone else took part of my exam. I had to submit a witnessed handwriting sample before they released the results. I love that. It's like when you've got like two brothers who look like each other and one's a ringer and runs the uh, marathon for the other one. <laughs> love that. Uh, Michael Simpson's been on. Uh, you can get in touch via our Facebook page this evening. We'd love to hear from you as ever. Michael says, my exam story is about my music exam. I played electronic guitar. Electric, not electronic. That was me, my bad. And I was supposed to be doing a blues and jazz piece for the exam. Unfortunately, two days before this event was the Champions League final between <laughs> Arsenal and Barcelona. Uh. I love football. My brother doesn't. He moaned and whinged for me to turn it over. So I reached over and punched him with my left hand in the face. Even though I'm right-handed, I broke the hand that punched 
him and it made it very uncomfortable for the music exam. <laughs> After the exam, I went to hospital and I had to have surgery on my arm to correct oh, the break. Oh, no. Swings and roundabouts. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. Uh, with the next generation of brilliance taking its exams right now, we are reminiscing memories of uh, your exams back in the day. Never did I think we were going to get so much communication about invigilators. This is genuinely shocking. It is. I feel like we're going to be on Panorama talking about this. Uh, although maybe not this one. Nicole says her GCSE maths exam, we were in the gym hall in total silence. Halfway through, the old lady invigilator perches on a spare desk and it completely collapsed. Collapses, followed by the echoing of the fall and then the roaring laughter from about 100 teenagers. What, why, why was she doing? What was she doing on the desk? That's what I want to know. That woman. What was she doing on that? I guess strolling around takes you know takes time out of you, doesn't it? You get tired. You just want to perch and. I'd be concerned. Desk. Was, was she that bored? <laughs> uh, this one here again picks up on what we were talking about earlier on. I'm going to have to remain anonymous, which is always a great start to a text. Uh, in the days when teachers used to invigilate, we used to play battleships, a series of questions like decide who had the best or worst hair who was the next likely teenage pregnancy oh no they say terrible when you've got no, no idea how mind-numbingly boring it is to stand there for two or three hours not allowed to do anything other than watch students i understand the anonymity now me too it's <laughs> unbelievable fleetwood fact oh, oh that was so close that was really close really close so, so to, to help your career i'm gonna uh, i I'm so gonna... nearly swore <laughs> fleetwood mac fans whoa wow Get ready, 10 weeks of tickets on the way next. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Now you can lower your Tesco Mobile phone bill with Tesco Club Card vouchers and save money each month. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. On online one, we have the lovely Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you doing? Very, very good. You sound very bright and breezy today. Um, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> You're all right. How was your weekend? Was it okay? Yeah, a bit heavy. Um, <laughs> now we're getting to it. What kind of heavy? Just uh, late night Saturday, still recovering. Good, fair play to you. I, I can't. Did you go to a nightclub? No, uh, we went to a house party. Oh my god! Sometimes yeah. the worst. Can I be honest with you? I've never been to a good house party. <laughs> it was the best house party I've ever been to. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Why was it so good? Um, because the guy who threw it has an amazing house. I've been going to the wrong people's houses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the other line, we've got Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Afternoon, Bush. Hey, guys. Oh, fella, was it, um, have you got a weekend that was better than Hannah's over there? I'd love to say yes, but no. Oh. Pretty boring. Appreciate the honesty, Stuart. Uh, right, look, <laughs> let's uh, go through the rules here. This is how Who Claims Wins works. Uh, we're going to give you a random topic. It's got many answers. Hannah, you will have to say how many answers you think you can give in 30 seconds. Stuart, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Hannah. Whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. And if that player manages it, they win the tickets. If they don't, they lose the tickets. Let's play. Who claims wins? So it's our board game night on Wednesday in honour of Mental Health Awareness Week. Hannah, how many properties on the original UK edition of the Monopoly board do you think you can name in 30 seconds? We'll accept train stations, but not utilities. Okay, um, five. 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 All right, Stuart, do you think you can name more or do you want to challenge her to name the five? More. I can name more. What do you reckon? How many? Six. You're going to go six. six. All right, back to you, Hannah. Do you want uh, to uh, make Stuart name those six, or do you want to go higher? I'll go seven. Go on, right, hang okay. over Hannah. Seven. <laughs> 
Stu. Back with you. Uh, nine. Nine. Oh okay. Word. Back with you, Hannah. You can either uh, rise up from the nine or make him go for it. No, go for it, Stuart. All, All right, right, Stuart. You've got thirty seconds to name nine of those properties. Go for it. May- Mayfair, Park Lane, Bond Street, Oxford Street, Piccadilly, Trafalgar, Fleet Street, uh, Pentonville, Euston Road, Whitechapel, Old Kent Road, Angel. Uh, Whitehall. Uh, Vine Street. Five seconds left. Uh, Pentonville, Euston. Right, time's up, time's up, time's up. It felt good. And it is good because you got 11, you only needed nine. Congratulations, Stuart. Well done. Yes, come on. Uh, you're going to go off to go and see Fleetwood Mac. Congratulations. Uh, hard luck, Hannah. You drove the bargain up nice and high there, but it wasn't a win today, I'm afraid. She had a hell of a weekend, though, so <laughs> she she's did. all right. Uh, and you got mates with nice houses. Yeah. Uh, more opportunities to play Who Claims Wins tomorrow for Fleetwood Mac tickets in London. If you'd like to play, call us now, 0330 123 1215. Five minutes to call, so that's until 5.57. Uh, we've got loads more tickets to give away over the next ten weeks, Daniel Perry will be giving you a chance to win tickets to see Mumford and Sons and her show. And that's all thanks to 10 Weeks of Tickets. And here they are now. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. In excess with Mr. Fi, this is Hometime. It's Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio. Monday evening, it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. As you may well be aware, we're talking about it here on the radio station. And uh, Bush and I were wanting to play our part in it this week. Uh, which is why the Home Time Diary has a date in it uh, for this Wednesday evening when we're looking forward to meeting some of you guys uh, as we put on a a board games night. It's going to be great, can't wait. It's going to be good fun. Uh, Thanks to Fullers, who have uh, lent us a pub for the evening, the Parcel Yard, and Hasbro have given us some games to start things off. Yes. So we're just looking for an evening where you can... Get to meet people that you've never met before. You can put your phones on silent and just switch off and meet new people and have fun for the evening. I think as well, we wanted to, you know, use the whole board gaming thing to start a conversation about mm. uh, mental health as well. And it's been lovely to hear from some of you. We had such a lovely note into the show from uh, one of our listeners called Stephen. I just wanted to read it to you. Uh, it's Stephen here. Uh, dear Bush and Richie, I've just been catching up on last week's podcast and I've been really moved about your discussion about mental health. Two years ago, my world collapsed and I lost both my wife and my daughter in a crash on what should have been a lovely day out for both of them. I was left devastated. I lost two of the things that I cherished the most. My eldest daughter survived the crash and needed intense physiotherapy. To say I was depressed was an understatement. I quit my job, became a recluse, picking my daughter up from her doctor's appointments and school only. I knew something had to change. I decided to go to a bereavement support group where I met other fathers who'd also lost loved ones. Hearing other men discuss their loss so openly and honestly helped me come to terms with my own life. Eight months after my initial visit to this group, I was well enough to volunteer as a mentor and gave advice and support to other people who were dealing with bereavement and loss as well. I realised that depression, anxiety and mental health aren't words that we should be scared of. Talking about my issues has helped me to stay on this planet and helped me see my daughter perform her first concert in the school's band. The loss of my wife doesn't get easier, but now it's only the good memories that we share at family functions on birthdays and at Christmas too. I just want to say thank you for your discussion about mental health and for putting on the board games night. 
It's rare to hear men discuss this issue, so thank you for myself and my family. Your show often brings tears of laughter to my face, but tonight it's brought uh, kind of a tear as I reflect on the past two and a bit years as well. All the best, Stephen in Aberdeen. Stephen, thank you ever so much for sharing that with us. Um, and uh, we are we are looking forward to putting on the board games night, and we really appreciate hearing from you as well uh, and from anyone that gets in touch. It's really great. Sam Fender and Play God on Home Time. It's Bush and Ritchie. Uh, Monday night, Wednesday night, when we do the games night, the board games night. Yeah. As someone who loves the board games... I love a board game. What do you like at playing them? I, do you know what? I love playing them. I play them every week, meet up with friends and we go and play every week. And like you say before, you know, it's good to turn your phone off and have a proper chat and all that kind of stuff. I love them. I own a lot of them, but I'm terrible at them. <laughs> I lose. I lose all the time. I played uh, a fishing, a card game uh, about fishing with my girlfriend Katie over the weekend. And it was perfect. Saturday night, a couple of cans of Brooklyn Lager. Our little girl had gone to sleep. It was great. And we, there's a great new card game about tournament fishing. You catch the best fish. Right. And it's really, really good. I'm absolutely, she beat me both times. Absolutely useless. Is it attention span? Is it strategy? I don't, I don't see you as having weaknesses generally with those. Thank you, Richard. I think I'm just, like, really thick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like a really happy dog. I'm, re- I'm like a golden retriever. Just happy to be there, to be honest with you. Golden so, retrievers are quite clever, you know. They are, I know. Sorry, to I'm golden retrievers. just stand up for the golden retrievers. Is there a thick dog? <laughs> Is there a thick breed of dog? Ah, uh, now, yes. There must be one that's a bit like... All right. What's the one that's cut, kind of kind of like a brownish reddish hair? Okay, there's a Richie fact that I'm just putting out here. <laughs> I'm up I for think this. it's called the, the 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 red setter. Red setter. And I believe they have the smallest dog brain. Perfect. In comparison with <laughs> size of body. So that's you. Somewhere that that fact has been sat in your mind, and now this is its moment to shine. <laughs> so that if you come on Wednesday night, and, we, and thank you so much by the way to all the people who've signed up for the board game night that we're putting on. If you're playing me, you know you're definitely going to win. Put it that way. Simple as. <laughs> Time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth twice as much at Tesco Mobile, so shop till your phone bill drops. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Garden centres, I could spend hours at them. I think this is another thing that has happened after the birthday last week. <laughs> well, just since the birthday, I think spiralled out of control. Yeah, I think it's because my body knows I've tipped over another calendar year it's kind of unlocked a level of appreciation for the garden centre. I've never in my life wanted to spend time at a garden, a garden centre, but yesterday morning, I was there for about two hours. Oh, my word. Fantastic. I'm worried that for you, you're like... that your lawn is like your Zamo... And the lawn's got you onto like harder stuff, which is then like escalated into you going to the garden centre. I did spend twenty minutes looking at lawn feed. Unbelievable! Uh, and seriously, nearly nearly spent thirty quid on how would I best describe this? Because I don't know what the name is for it. Nearly spent thirty quid on something that was a little bit like a golf trolley uh, that you would walk along your lawn. Right. spreads lawn feed evenly rather than you having to chuck it out of your hand. What was the thing? You, you put a photo up of your lawn and it does look good. Thank but you. you've managed to get it where you have Wembleying of the pitch where the grass... Stripes. Got, yeah, how do you do that? Pretty easy to achieve. But you've got a Flymo. Yeah, but it's got rollers on it. It's a Flymo with rollers. But what, do you roll one way and then roll the other way and it makes the... Yeah. Maybe I need to get myself down the garden so. <laughs> well, I told you. But I nearly bought a giant terracotta chimp. <laughs> <laughs> there was a miniature railway. Yeah. There's a coffee. You can't have a garden centre without a coffee shop. 
I, that's look. The reason I'm a bit donut truck, the, the ice what? cream van, donut truck. Yeah, there was a donut truck. What garden centre is this? <laughs> Garden Centre Lands. Really? Yeah. See, my problem with this is, I don't know if anyone else gets with this, when when you're a kid and you're like eight or nine or ten, you've got no say in where you go at the weekends, your parents make you go for walks or make you go to boring places. And we would either go to the Tithe Barn in Bradford-on-Avon, boring, <laughs> or go to the Garden Centre, boring. And I've still got memories of that now. It's not like the DIY place. When we used to go to the DIY place, at least you could hang out in the bell section, pretend to ring all the doorbells <laughs> on, a, on a faux brick wall. There's nothing for you as a kid in a Garden Centre. And I've kind of not been back since, I'll be honest with you. As an adult, it's different. Trust me, seriously. <laughs> Trust me. Garden Centres are the new nightclubs. Oh, this is outrageous. If you've got a view on whether a garden centre is a... Are we talking a day out? Is this a day out we're asking here? Two hours. Two hours out. Is it worth your time? 8, 12, 15. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. You can get our podcast each and every night and you can download it right now through the fantastic and slightly magic Absolute Radio app. Richie, garden centres sell everything. Beers, crisps, the perfect pub garden. You should visit the one in St Albans and uh, drag Bush along, uh, says... Says nobody, actually. They don't give it a name. Yeah. But they do suggest the Burston Garden Centre in St Albans. But they haven't got the confidence and their convictions <laughs> to say that actual name. No, listen, before you besmirch the whole garden centre crew... I'm not okay, having it. Are you a crew? Crew now is that what you guys are? <laughs> the, the, the reason they're not getting in touch in their droves is because they're in their garden right now, enjoying it, put, <laughs> putting everything in that they bought yesterday. I resent that people are trying to make garden centres come across like Thorpe Park or something. Do you know what I mean? Because they ain't that much fun. Sam in Warsaw says, I'm 26. Me and my partner Kerry love the garden centre, it's where we go every bank holiday. It's just it's sad <laughs> though, isn't it? Uh, garden centres are solely for the Blue Rinse Brigade, says Lee from Bromsgrove, and I'm going to back that one up 100%. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Home time with Bush and Ritchie. Strut your way home on a Monday night. It's nearly ten to seven. Claire in Hillingdon says, I'm with Ritchie. Where else can you get a coffee, donut and a terracotta chip? Oh, this garden centre's again. It's just ridiculous. I'm not having it. Stephen in Wakefield, sat my greenhouse right now, potting up my chrysanthemums and listening to the show. Chris, if that's a euphemism, you're barred. <laughs> Five-week ban. Joe in Surbiton, this text here is going to bring down the garden centre empire and uh-huh. Richie Firth with it. Listen to this. Joe says, I'm a chef and I work at a garden centre cafe. Trust me, the average customer's 75. They're like easy parking and no teenagers. The menus are dated and dull. Jacket potatoes out the 90s. <laughs> this wasn't my first choice. Everyone's friendly, though, compared to other restaurants. <laughs> Chin up there, Joe. Uh, Ellen is on the line, I think, is going to back me up. They're the place to be, aren't they, Ellen? They are the place to be. I completely agree with you. Uh, Ellen, you what, you like, what, 60, 65? How old are you, then? <laughs> I'm 27. 27 years old, she goes to a garden centre. And you're on your way to one right now. I am, yeah. I live in Morden and there's one nearby my house, so I just thought, why not? Let's go look at some flowers, get some new bits for the garden. So what, what kind of stuff are you going to get there this evening? What kind of thing? I was really just looking for some uh, some potted plants and uh, maybe some seeds. We're looking to grow some, I don't know, like little tomatoes and herbs and things like that for the garden. Ellen, uh, how long ago would it be you'd normally be going to the pub at this time of the evening? <laughs> <laughs> Not actually tonight, so <laughs> garden centre is all I need to be. <laughs> like I said earlier, garden centres, they're the new nightclubs. 
they are. They really are. They're so relaxing. I love it. Sometimes I just sit and I just relax and it's so nice. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Uh, well, uh, Bush has literally not come back um, from when he exited the podcast earlier. So hope you've enjoyed the show that you've just heard in uh, podcast form. It's uh, me still here. Um, don't know whether to... Well, just, Bill, end it. Go for it. Oh, and don't forget, tomorrow's podcast will open with Bush blowing on a teaspoon and sticking it to his nose. <laughs> Podcast has officially come to an end.